everybody. This is the Sanandata show. Show. Welcome to the. Say welcome to the. Welcome to. Uh, we create don't hate. Create don't hate podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Okay, welcome to the Create Don't Hate podcast. Uh, this episode, I have with me Singapore's greatest distance runner, or will be greatest Singapore, uh, will be Singapore's greatest distance runner, Mr. So Ray Yong, and I'll let him give uh, an introduction himself, Mr. So or Ray Yong, please. Hey, Sydney, thanks for getting me on the show. Uh, well, introduction to myself. I'm not sure you want me to say. I, I mean, I run. <laughs> I've been in the sport for. Wow, 18 years. Yeah, I mean, I started training seriously. Yeah, I was. I said I joined the CCA of cross country in secondary one. I'm not mm. sure I took it seriously until maybe I was in, you know, JSC. And I started, I met coach Stephen Quack. And that was when, you know, he was, I, I, I took some convincing, but he convinced me that, you know, running is not just about training up for training and competing. It's about, you know, lifestyle and diet and rest and all these things. So I would say it's only in JSC that I took it seriously as a holistic all round, like lifestyle thing. Mm. Yeah, I think that was when I started winning national school titles, started like seeing what I could do in the sport. Mm. Um, and then we went through national service and then came out in university. I jumped back into the sport, um, qualified for the World Half Marathon Championships in 2012. And then 2013, I went on exchange to the University of Oregon from NUS. Enjoyed it so much, I transferred my credits there and never came back. <laughs> I, I just felt that it was the best place. It was such a nice place to to focus on distance running. Oregon, the, that's that's essentially the home of like track and field, home of running. It was the home of Nike. So uh, I mean, like people will debate with you all day long over where's the real home of running, right? Is mm. it Oregon or is it in Africa or mm-hmm. or Japan? You know, like there's so many there are many spots in the world which are really good places for running mm. but you know Oregon I was a Nike athlete back in the day by the way so it was a cool cool experience to go to the birthplace of Nike you know where Phil Knight Steve Prefontaine all these guys were at yeah. Um, yeah, so amazing and then, and then but, um, Andrew Kwong was the marketing manager on the, the Singapore Nike Singapore side yeah. rugby guy you should know him rugby guy yeah so Andrew was fantastic. Like he's really one of the best people I've worked with in sports here in Singapore. He organized a, he put some favors, organized a, a, a tour of the Nike campus for myself and my family, which I mean, mm. it was invaluable, ex- invaluable experience. Mm. I loved it. Um, and then trained for the SEA Games, came back in 2015 after managing to qualify for the marathon. Mm. And in my first SEA Games, I really surpassed my my wildest dreams by winning the marathon gold on home soil. And till today, that remains one of my favorite sporting moments of all time. Uh, yeah, super cool. And then came back two years later for the SEA Games in Malaysia. Um, I was only ranked number four that year. I think I, the, I, I had improved, but everyone else had improved a little bit more. Mm. So I wasn't a favorite to win a gold medal anymore. But, you know, stuck in it, stuck my nose in it, managed to hang with the leaders to the last 2k and then win it in the last 2k so back-to-back sea games gold medals first time we've done it in singapore history in the marathon and i thought that was i think that remains like my coolest experience and possibly my greatest achievement will be the back-to-back sea games gold medals got on to break a couple more national records after that so at the moment i hold every record from five thousand meters ten thousand meters half marathon to marathon and yes yeah, it's, yeah I mean, it's really built over like years and years of hard work so i mean i don't think about it too much lah, but when you ask me to describe myself i would say that yeah it's pretty cool that at the age of 30 i managed to achieve like uh, my two sea games gold medals and my four national records so very grateful for the coaches I, the coaches that i've had very grateful for my, te- for my teammates and very grateful for all the sponsors and anyone who stuck by me and of course my family who has been very supportive it's not easy to uh, make it as an athlete in singapore so definitely give thanks to those around you when when you can make it happen I think cool is an understatement. Uh. You just casually say that, oh yeah, it's cool. I have two C games, gold medals and like four national records and all those things. But um, yeah, I, I would want to go into a bit more detail uh, about your, what you have summarized so far. It's definitely um, an extraordinary journey that you went on. Um, I think the, the thing that struck me most was when I first heard of you 
I think was in 2014, 2015, leading up to our home sea games, right? And I was wondering, you know, usually in track and field, uh, it's the sprint athletes that get all the limelight, um, whether or not they win, you know, they still have that 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 bit of air, a bit of, uh, you know, ego or, or a bit of, um, how do you say, uh, the, the star factor, lah. But you are different. <laughs> you are different for a marathoner for uh, for an endurance event. You're able to bring that enigmatic um, personality out. And then um, I think in preparing for today's uh, interview, I had to do some research. Right? So I was like looking at your your some of your old stuff, and I saw the 2015 uh, finishing lap, and then your post about remembering this day and all that. Wow, I was like, wow, you really really hit a nerve la. I mean home games and then you were writing to your future self or your former self or something like that right letter to my a letter a letter from my future self or is it yeah a letter from my future self is correct to the guy receiving it or a letter to my past self will be me writing to the guy but basically if I could like you know write a letter put it in a time machine and send him yeah, back yeah. six years yeah that was the idea yeah letter to my past self yeah. and then I think the what the the thing also was that that final lap where you came in yeah yeah <laughs> uh, and then you sprinted and you looked at the crowd and then wow it's uh Unheard of like marathon. I in my mind, marathon is well last lap, the blisters, yeah. abrasion, <laughs> limping. So I, I actually, I mean, I, I over the course of my my sporting journey, I I, I completed two marathons myself like, And then um, oh wow! But that was before I before I went crazy in the rugby like. So that was when I was in army. Um, this is a controversial thing. I was from the commandos. Nice. All right. <laughs> yeah. So so back then, I think I mean, uh, you know, with the with the in the unit itself, commandos, running, fitness is a is a big thing, lah. I mean, yeah, and, yeah. Commandos and, are the fittest guys. I mean, like known to be some the fittest unit, lah. Yeah, but I wasn't lah. So I, I mean, to me, I that was when I I fell in love with a bit of running, um, got into the habit of of picking up some mileage and and making it a hobby lah. And then the two years also, I took a bit of break from rugby. So I did the I think the first ever sundown marathon. Oh yeah, sweet. That was brutal lah. <laughs> I, I don't know whether it, do you do you run that? Uh, the only sundown I've raced was the 2019 sundown marathon but i only did the half marathon uh, and okay. it's actually one of my favorite races because it was me one-on-one -on -one against a kenyan for for like the whole mm -hmm. distance and i only mm -hmm. managed to break away with 3k to go so and it was the first time like you see a singaporean guy beating the kenyans yeah, yeah. on our home ground so it was super it, it was a cool experience and mm. um, yeah but you no know, sundown is not easy man because uh, you had to cross overhead bridge for your sundown marathon. yes yes yeah. the first ever the first one was the worst yeah, so, so we had we crossed like a few overhead bridges and then we ran through some car parks we ran don't know where up and down and then because we are not professional so we're not going to complete it in like two hours plus right? so we took like four five hours and then halfway need to nap go toilet those kind of things it was brutal uh. <laughs> but um yeah i mean anyway back to you um yeah, so I, I recall the other occasion I recall meeting you, right? I, you will never know this, but I think it was after you won you won the 2017 stand chart. Was it? Yes, yes, that's correct. I recall that because I got married that weekend. Oh. Right. And then uh and then I I I, I was staying at the I was staying at MBS. So you stay at MBS, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so when I went for breakfast, I saw you there. Oh, at the, top, thought, at, the, at the top, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the swimming yeah. pool and everything. So yeah. I was like, wow, hey, this guy yesterday just won. Eh. Now he's eating breakfast. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So okay, go back into a bit of your 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 that that whole starting going overseas journey. Um back then, what was it like? Do you do you think that hey, I'm going all in, I'm now training overseas, this is it, running will be my life. <laughs> You're correct to say that, you know, like when I made the move there, it was really like, you know, jump, close your eyes and just jump and hope for the best. Because basically, mm. I mean, the why, what I told myself was if I stay in Singapore, I'm not going to win a SEA Games uh, medal. Or at least like it would be extremely, extremely hard to win a SEA Games medal. Don't forget it. Like when I was in Singapore, I wasn't even running marathons yet. I was running like 5,000 meters, 10,000 meters. And I was having some results, like, you know, the 10,000 meters at ASEAN University Games 
in 2012, I ran 32 minutes and 26 seconds, which back then was the fastest, the second fastest time in Singapore history behind only PC Supaya's uh, 31.15 national record. So uh, 31.19 national record. So I was, I mean, I was like, okay, if the SEA Games comes and I specialize in 10,000, if I can get my time down to like break the national record at the very least, like, can I get a medal? And I was looking at it. The, the, the answer was unlikely that the best I could get was bronze. Um, and it was only when I moved to Oregon that I started like upping my mileage and like, um, and like being exposed to, you know, different, a different training environment, a different training system. And don't forget in Oregon, like it's a lot cooler. So like to go for like 30K long run, is going to be a lot. Okay, no problem. Exactly. Compared to over here, like dehydrated after the first 10K. So I was, I would say that going to Oregon and like upping my mileage and experiencing a different system really opened my mind to what was possible. Mm. Um, training with guys who have run 213 for the marathon, 216 for the marathon, and then like it opened my eyes, opened my eyes and my mind to what was possible. Uh, and then when I up my mileage, ran my first marathon, I ran two twenty six, which I mean it was seen as a big deal back then. So to me, to me, I was just trying to qualify for the Sea Games. But when I ran two twenty six oh one, it was faster than what Mark Ingram had run at that point. And Mark Ingram had run like ten marathons in his career, and he was seen mm-hmm. as like marathon man, right? In Singapore. Yeah. yeah. So for like some basically from the perspective of like the media and the average Singaporean, they were like some kid in Oregon just ran faster than Morgan run. And he was like, hey, and then, so that's why there was a lot of like uh, media attention. Yeah. There was, that's why there was a lot of uh, hype. That's maybe why you caught on some of the hype. And I don't necessarily think that I had, um, I mean, I definitely didn't do it myself. Like the media definitely picked up on it and they were like, Wow, like Mark Ingram is the reigning Sea Games champion, but this kid in Oregon just ran faster than what than his best time. So I think that was the that was the angle that was that was being played. Mm. Um, obviously, like not coming in as defending champion, and then have and then not even being the fastest guy in the race, not even being the fastest Singaporean in the race was what everyone's very excited about. Uh. So it was definitely a bit of credit to Mark that my profile was brought up because it was like Mark won Sea Games. He's run 226.30. And then this kid has run 226.01. So he said, wow, Singapore, we got two like potential, potential gold medal yeah, hopefuls. Yeah. We could have one and two. I think that's what people were talking for a long time. Uh, um, that didn't quite play out. Mark got injured. So he he didn't he didn't qualify for the SEA Games. Mm. Um, so I went for the SEA Games together with Ashley Liu, who was mm. our third best guy at that point of time. But he got in because Mark was injured. Mm. So, um, so that was the. I mean, that's the story behind why you may have heard of me. Um, and I also, I was also like relatively. I would say, like you, like you mentioned, sprinters had that air. I yeah, I, I never quite subscribed to the to the. I mean, I I I noticed that as well. I think for sprinters, a bit more time to have air. Like you only run for ten seconds, what? <laughs> you don't get that tired after the race. You can go around. And, you know, you see runs around yeah yeah, yeah 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 runners we finish we shack right you know like when That's I right. come on the ground and like yeah. hey don't talk to me now <laughs> give me like five minutes <laughs> <laughs> so it's a lot harder to to have that kind of like uh gravitas or air when your event is so like taxing by itself but uh i think i've always been someone who is not i'm not i'm not scared to fail so i can tell you you ask me what's my goal tomorrow Someone who is less confident might say, I, I don't know, I don't know. Like, I just do my best. But I'll tell you, no, like, my goal is to win. And some people don't want to say that because they are scared that if I say I'm going to win, I, my, or if I say my goal is to win and then I lose, people say, ah, you see, you arrogant, da 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 And then you fail, da 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 But to me, it's like, no, like, my goal is to win. And if I lose, I fail, no? I mean, like, so be it, no? Mm. I mean, what's, what's so... I rather I rather be honest and fail than be fake humble and like oh I don't know I don't know like I I I, I don't know I don't know like I just do my best can really. Mm. I believe that your mind and your body work together and yeah. if and if your and your words and your mind work together so by putting yourself out there by by putting yourself and your goals in the open you naturally have the motivation to want to go and back it up. That's what I believe. And that's why in 2015, when I came back and you can, you can Google search the media articles, um, the media asked me, what is your goal? And I said, my goal is to strike gold medal in my first SEA Games. 
could I have lost? Of course I could have lost. It's a marathon. Like I could have DNF the race. Um, but I think putting it out there helped me like really sharpen my focus because I remember after I, I gave the interview, the next day I was reading it. I was like, actually, I was talking to myself, actually, really young, are you? Sounds like you promise a lot. Huh? You better go and deliver. <laughs> yeah, if not, you're going to look damn stupid. Like, okay, okay, time to deliver. Then on the mm. race, basically, like 110% focus, just go in. You have to have a bit of that arrogance. You have to have a bit of that like killer mentality. It's like, you know, I'm going to go in and fight to the end. You, can, you cannot be a nice guy la, once the race goes off. Yeah. Um, Oh, I take that back. Actually, you you can be you can be nice to your opponents. You can be respectable to your opponents. But when it comes to the killer instinct, like you got to have that as well. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure you know in rugby lah. You're not gonna aim hey, hey, Your opponent has the ball. You go and you whack him lah. You're not gonna hey okay okay okay. <laughs> I let you score next thing. Let me score. I mean it's bullshit lah. That's, that's that's not how sports works. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's my that's my very frank and honest opinion uh, think, on on winning. No, I think I think whatever you have said. Um, it reflects in your social media and in fact it reflects in the way you carry yourself also la. I, I mean I, I see that you are also like you know good friends with your competitors from all over Southeast Asia or Asia yeah, and, um, yeah. mutual respect is there and, and you guys are you're often like congratulating each other and, and encouraging each other and so on and so forth even though you know that wow in the SEA Games you are, that's your greatest rival and, and things like that so I think um, spot on uh, there's nothing to hide um, when it comes to the start of the race it's go time it's go time right yeah, yeah. Um, rather than being like you, the term you coin is fake humble are you mm. oh okay you uh, I, maybe I cannot win uh, you know uh, you know I train so hard but you know I pretend to be humble I pretend to be nice you go ahead first uh, that kind of thing you know yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I, I think it's the easy I mean like in our value in our society that places a very high value on humility is the really the easy way to make friends and make fans you know like you know like oh like you know I this I mean this is not a dig at any one athlete or any type of athlete in particular but it's like oh you know like I've trained hard um, I, I'm just going to give my best and leave the rest to God like not, nothing nothing wrong in saying that Yeah. but if a media asks you that question you give the answer it's as good as they never ask you what Right. <laughs> I mean, they ask you for an objective answer. You give them, I'll do my best and leave the rest to God. Like, like that's, that's not the way I operate. Lah. Um, you ask me what my plan is. You ask me what I'm good, how well I prepared. I say, I've done this in preparation. My plan is to go out there and win. And once I say that, I feel, I feel the motivation to go out there and back it up. Mm. That's, I mean, that's how I play my game. Um, and in that sense, like, I, I think sometimes I'm not, and I'm not pinpointing any opponent in particular, but when opponents see that you're confident, they also tend, they might, some of them who are not mentally strong, they can also be a bit scared. Yeah, like, wow, this guy them confident. Uh, like something, he must be doing something right. Yeah. And like, there are some athletes locally, I won't, I won't name them obviously, I don't think, no need, no need to call them out. But I can see like, like, when I step on their starting line and I look them in the eye, I know they lost really because they don't even dare, don't even dare look at you in the eye once they yeah. know what, how well how, how well we and how fit you are. They yeah. can be big names, they can they can have had many medals or wins behind their back, but they look at you on the start line and they don't even dare look at you. So like, the, it, 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 people have to realize that when it comes to an endurance, I mean, not just endurance sports, but all sports in particular, but all sports in general, but in endurance sports, so much of it is such a mental game. The 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 match, the, I'll say the, the battle starts and the, the battle starts in social media or in pre-race interviews because yeah. that's where you can already have a mental advantage or win, win or lose the race mentally. And when you step on the starting line, you can see on, on people's face, whether they're confident, whether they <laughs> they know that it's not going to be their day, they know whether they're scared. And from there, I gain confidence. I, I've never stepped on the starting line and been anything less than confident, put it that way. Um, yeah, in, in both my SEA Games and many of my big races as well, because I know that I prepare well and I know that I put myself out there and I know that I, I want to perform and, and, and do it. It's the whole it's the whole package la. I mean like you you mentioned that um the the battle starts the moment you sign up for the race, the moment you declare that you're taking part in the race, already yeah. your opponent is I eh, Brayong has signed up. All right, you know, all right. or so and so has signed up. Okay, I know. Leading up to this, what do I have to do? Hey, Rayong is doing this at training. I see social media posts. Hey, 
wow, he's doing 1K at 215. Hey, he's doing this, he's doing that. So all this is ongoing. So there's no need to... Imagine the con- converse situation is, hey, wow, Rion post, 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 post. Wow, he's running them fast. Then come to media interview before the race. Hey, no, I will just do my best. Uh, you know. yeah, yeah. Wow, finish. <laughs> then he knows, hey, I got him. Yeah, yeah. Hi, like I yeah. said, um, there are many athletes who like to play the game differently. There are athletes who might be very fit, but they, they want to sneak up on you. So the media interview, they, and there are some athletes like, okay, like, I know, I'll throw this guy out there because like, I, I'm cool with him. He knows that I don't mean anything ill. Fu Jen Lin, Dr. Fu Jen Lin, okay? Like super nice guy, dad, kid, everything. But basket, I know this guy for 10 years. Uh, and every time before the race start, and the starting line, I always talk to, he's one of the guys I'll talk to. Like, some guys I'll talk to, some guys I won't talk to. But like, I talk to Jen, and, hey, how's it going, man? He always tell me, oh yeah, no, I'm not feeling well uh, today. And I knock it, knock it, knock it, knock it. <laughs> basket, the gun go up, he's in front of me for one or two K. And like, you know, I, I'm not slow. <laughs> la, but like, Jen, so Jen Lin is always like, this is his classic. Like before the race goes up, he said, no, 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 no. Today, I, I, not, I haven't been training. I haven't been training. But then he will go and run solid. This is the <laughs> student in school. Uh. Right, I never and, study. And, I never study. After right, the answer all correctly. All right, boy, uh. all right, boy. Medicine school and then now doctor. So, I mean, it fits the bill. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Jenny, if you're listening to this, like, <laughs> shout out to you. Um, yeah, like I said, no ill will against Jen Lin. Like, he's an amazing guy, but I, some people got pattern. Lah, so, like, he'll be a, a bit of the opposite of myself, but we both, I would say that he's a very consistent performer, and so am I. So, we both, not, not to say one way is better than the other, but yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay, now after the, okay, when you, you went to Kenya for a training stint, right? Yes, I did. Uh, this was, I went once in 2016 and once in 2019. What was the decision behind it? Like, how come, I mean, you you already had your prep, you were training well in the US and you were doing well at the SEA Games. So was that like a deliberate uh, attempt to say, hey, I need to step up? Or... Yes, yes, it's correct. In hindsight, like I could have probably gone back to the US and done the same thing. I actually uh, wanted to go to Kenya because... I mean, a, a bit of it was a novelty experience, right? It's like, you know, to say, you know, I've been to Africa, I've trained, I've trained with the Africans. And it's an eye-opening experience because, I mean, if you don't, I had graduated from school in 2015, December, and if I didn't do it then, when was I going to do it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like now or never kind of thing. Once you start work, it's a lot harder to disappear for like two months to work on training stint. Um, I have, I mean, I've always had a lot of like, wonder and a respect for what the Kenyans can do and you know I wanted to, I've read a lot about lifestyle there I wanted to see it for myself uh, and yeah that's why I went to Kenya and you know experienced what it was like training in Kenya I mean I could I can understand now why that they are so good like, you know it's very simple lifestyle eat sleep train hilly environment very cool and nice weather everything is ideal to put in like miles of work day after day after day after day um, and the simplicity of it all, you know, like no distractions. Yeah, yeah, no distractions. Very poor people. Um, running is really their way out of poverty mm. uh, if they do well in it, which is kind of ironic because in, in Singapore, like sports is your way into poverty. <laughs> <laughs> that is a that is a good point, but um, yeah, we'll go into that later. The but you see. It, 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 uh, running is your way out of poverty for like for like uh, the guys in Kenya but you look at uh, somebody like Kipchoge yeah. I was watching his uh, I was watching this uh, I think snippet or documentary that was showing his lifestyle and how he he still lives a humble life he still <laughs> he still goes back to his oh, is, it, is it a farm or something in Kenya and it's the same there's no like big uh, air nice car or you know expensive stuff or, or you know I, I, I can tell you he has nice stuff. Like, he just doesn't show it off. <laughs> yeah, he's a simple guy. I mean, yeah. it, it's fantastic that you read out on Kipchoge because, okay, do you know I met Kipchoge before he became a marathon runner? Before he became a marathon, marathon yeah. runner? Wow. So okay. in 2012, the World Half Marathon Championships, I was there with Coach Stephen Quack and Anne Tihui, who was the female representative, just three of us. Mm-hmm. Then it was in Bulgaria. Like, so it was like, we were, we were put in houses on a golf course. So, mm-hmm kind of cool. Usually it's a hotel. This was like houses on a golf resort. So I went there and you know, I was walking, trying to find our house. I can't remember what the number was. When I was walking and then like, I walked past the Kenyan house and then, you know, they were all just lounging around and uh, some on the balcony, some outside. There was one guy who was standing like near the street. I don't know what he was doing, getting some fresh air or whatever. I walked over to him. Hey, do you know where it's like 
block number or house number like 1784 or whatever. And then he was like, oh, further down. I said, oh, thanks. I did, I did a double take because I thought he looked familiar. I was like, hey, you're Edir Kipchoge, right? Then he said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I knew him because I was already in the sport of track and field and he had won the 2003 World Championship in the 5K. Mm. He had won bronze medals in the 5K in the 2004 and he had won the silver medal in the 5k in 2008 so never olympic champion but always second third um and then that year he had just missed the olympics he, he, he tried to qualify for the 5 and 10k but didn't, didn't qualify so there he was doing the world half marathon championships like kind of when, when you lose your speed at the 5k 10k you step up and try and like make the team at uh half marathon marathon so i and then i so i mean like said hi with him had a photo taken i thought it was really cool uh, I can go dig out the photo for you. 20, 2012 uh, uh, is on Facebook. I'll find it. Um, and then what happened was, I think next day or the day after at breakfast or lunch, I think it was breakfast, like he walked up to me while I was using my my Apple laptop in the in the dining hall. He was like, hello, can I borrow your laptop? I was like, uh, sure. Why? Yeah, I, want to, I want to check I want to check Facebook. <laughs> So he like opened my Apple app. I still have it here, by the way. It's not working anymore, but I kept it because like, you know, like a lot of sentimental value. Yeah, yeah. Yogi borrowed it to serve Facebook before. <laughs> so he went on it and then he tried to log in, but he forgot his password, which is classic because like, he's a very simple guy. Okay. Like yeah, yeah, not, yeah. To be, not, not in a mean way. Mm, I say he's a simple guy, but like, yeah. he didn't grow up technology or all these things. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, so he's kind of, a bit lost when it comes mm. to these things. I'll send you a funny article on like how he used Twitter and like he's super random. He, he <laughs> only don't know how to delete and all that kind of stuff. Then he congratulated people by their email address. <laughs> yeah. It's really damn funny. And, and like it made people love him even more, I think. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, like he, he was trying to log in and he couldn't log in. So I said, okay, you have to press forget password. So he pressed forget password. And then you no know, Facebook will show you photos of your friends yep. and ask you to match the name to the face, right? Yeah. He had randomly accepted so many people, <laughs> right? That he didn't know who was who. So he had to go through like six, seven, eight rounds of it before he finally managed to match like the names to the faces. And then, and then he got access to his Facebook account. Which is, so that was then funny. Um, and then, and then like he, even he, he, I was using a Samsung galaxy phone at time. So he was like, well, this phone is very nice. Like, uh, can you buy one in Singapore and send it to me? I was like, how to send to you? And then he was like, oh, you put it in an envelope and then like you, my address, you mark it and then send it. I said, no, 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 it's going to get lost. <laughs> I didn't trust like the Kenyan postal service to get it to him in some Ulu place in Kenya yeah. with the phone still working number one or if, even if it's even if it's working is it there or not like, I don't know whether you just go missing oh I cannot I cannot, I cannot. so I, I was just like I don't think that's a good idea and then you know, in 2013 he was even he, I still have the email he emailed me asking whether asking about um university he said he wanted to take an online university he wanted to major in business and set up, set up a motor, I still remember he wanted to set up a motorcycle parts business in China. Mm. Then, yeah, and then he started running marathons and he has run 11 marathons and won 10. So, <laughs> one thing he needs to set up a motorcycle idea parts business in Kenya. I was really scared because like, I, I, I was like, he'll get scammed, like, you know, yeah. like, he's such a nice guy, yeah. simple, I want to go to China and do business. Don't speak the language. I just cannot, I cannot, cannot. So I'm, I'm very happy that the marathons worked out for him and he's a, I'm sure he's a multi-millionaire now. He, he's got enough money to last a lifetime. So yeah, the motorcycle parts business can be left to someone else. <laughs> so, so strange, right? Like, like you, like in Singapore, we, we talk about being an athlete and then you have to really do this and that. And then these guys are like, <laughs> simple guys out there running for their lives and, and breaking records and yeah i mean it's comparing apples to oranges right yeah, because yeah, yeah. um we do have more opportunities and for, for, frankly from a genetic perspective the top singaporean will never be as talented as the top kenyan let's just get it out of the way really really quickly they are extremely extremely talented at distance running and this honed are for generations of being in the mountains of kenya yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, leg leg to body proportion mm-hmm. hey like a kenyan i know i i'm i'm 61 kilograms this year and i'm the lightest i've been in a long time 
mm. combination of uh, COVID-19, meaning all the bars are closed, so I can't drink with my buddies. <laughs> so I lost like I lost like 3 kg, you know, after mm. the bars closed. Like in one year, I was like, wow, okay, actually all that drinking probably wasn't good for my running. Like, <laughs> when I came back and do workouts this year, like, oh, I'm very light. Uh. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's why I broke the 5k record this year. But that's I mean, that, yeah, that, that aside, um, a Kenyan who is my height would weigh like 53 or 54 kilograms. Uh, and I look at myself, I'm quite skinny, you know, like, yeah. I, I, you get another 10 kg off. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to get another, I, I don't know how to get another 5 kg off. Yeah. Never mind eight. But then I look, it's their thighs. Their thighs mm. are half the circumference of mine. Mm. Half the width and circumference of mine. So, and it's not to say they're less powerful. They yeah. could be even more powerful or just as powerful, but they're so light. Uh, they just like, they Float just around now. Yeah. And it's and their calves also their calves are like half the size of mine, but it's like it's it's like eerily efficient. Uh. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's like how our rugby team might never have a chance against the New Zealand Maori mm-hmm. Maori players, right? They whack you, they whack us with like kind of the same in Kenya, but but the opposite, where like my size will always be a little bit too heavy to compete against their best. Mm-hmm. And I mean, apart from that, it's also the hearts and lungs power and like, okay, but you put all that aside, let's say we took the most talented runner in Singapore history and put him in Kenya from, from birth and train. He might be good. He might be good. He might run. Maybe I say 210 for the marathon. Um, maybe 209 if, if he could get down to below 210, but he's never going to match Kipchoge. Like yeah. I, I, I really don't think so. Um, and genetics is such a huge part to play in sports, right? So let's not deny that. Lah. Let's not yeah, think yeah. not as if like people talk like very easy and say, ah, yeah, you know, like, uh, our athlete is so good. So cannot fight the world's best. Like, you know, like uh, you go and win, you go and run sub two hour marathon, then talk. I'm like, that's not really how it works. Lah. Uh, <laughs> but you know, we, we, we have our own strengths. We have our own opportunities. Uh, we as a nation, I would say Singapore as a nation is definitely run better than, uh, in a more fair way, I would say, than Kenya is, um, and more opportunities for everyone. So that's why, you know, I mean, Kenya is like, is, is, is running our politics, right? And politics is very, very dirty in Kenya. So if you don't want to go into that, you go into running and hope you're good enough to make it as a runner. Um, yeah. So like, but over here, it's just cost of living is so high, but we also have other opportunities to make a living. So, you know, be a doctor, be a lawyer, be an engineer. We have good schools and we have opportunities for people. Like, yeah. But really like, like the cost of living is such a big thing. Like in Kenya, cost of living is very, very low. So you can, you can be a simple person, live a simple life and, and be, be fine. Yeah. You mentioned about genetics. I, I think about the Kenyan rugby sevens team. Ah, yeah. So they're actually quite popular and, I, I don't know where <laughs> they are. Basically, they are the opposite of the Kenyan runners. Uh. Definitely, definitely. They're actually, a lot of them are actually bigger, more powerful, and 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 uh, uh, and they also have lungs like Kipchoge, and so but, different species, lah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Human specimen, lah. That's why. Yeah. Um. Okay. I got one question. Um. Now we talk about the the. Like there are limits to genetics, there are limits to to our circumstances and all that, right? So for you, what, what's your current personal best for marathon? Two hours, 23 minutes and 42 seconds. This was at the 2019 Seoul Marathon. 2019. So, yeah, okay. so that Were was you? the run that broke the, what was seen as the Singapore national record by Ramachan. Ramachan ran in like 1995. There was some dispute, right, about yes, the so, I mean, verification. I, uh, I mean, this is my life. Uh, I always run into this kind of situation. <laughs> really no fault of my mind. No fault of my own, but... Uh, okay, so Ramachan's record, right, was set at the 20... Sorry, the 1995 Southeast Asian Games. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. by now we know that SEA Games is... Sometimes you get... Differing degrees of competency when it comes to organizing <laughs> the events. So, yeah. that one race in 1995 the top five guys like all set personal best or broke sorry all set personal best or broke national records mm. so that was already a bit of a flag like, you know um, and somehow you was like in Chiang Mai Thailand not say some like 
damn fast and cool European marathon. Mm. It was some random loop course in Thailand. So it was like five loops of what was supposedly eight point something K and they called it a 42 uh, K marathon. But I mean, there was never any proof of the route being like officially measured by a, by a IAAF like accredited road measurer. So how, how world records work is that you need someone from the IAAF to measure the course in a way that is aligned with the rules. Um, and I don't think, I mean, there was never any proof that that was done. This was also back in 995, maybe still in its infancy, right? Road races still in its infancy. People didn't possibly didn't know the rules very well. So when, when one, two, three, four, five, all set national records of personal best at the sea games, uh, like in a climate that is not exactly the best for distance running, I mean, if you raise some net, commonsensically, you raise some questions, like. Mm. And Ramachan ran two hours, 24 minutes, 22 seconds at the SEA Games and got fifth. There is no SEA Games that you run 224, 22 and get fifth. You, when I won my SEA Games in, 20, in 2015, I ran 234. Yeah. Well, but that was in rain and all that, lah, right? Correct. Correct. When I won the SEA Games in 2017, I ran 229. Mm. Okay, so... And are you going to say I'm a worse runner in Ramachan? No, no. <laughs> you compare at every single distance, I am a lot better. Mm-hmm. 5K, 10K half marathon. Okay, marathon, you want to take that time of his compared with mine. He's a bit close. He's a lot closer, but I'm never going to say that Ramachan is a better runner than myself. He just doesn't have the speed or endurance. Uh, Speed-wise, he loses, but endurance-wise, I'm better. So in terms of that, right, I, I'm just... Look, and so I look at the results and I mean, I, I have emails with uh, a, a neutral third party who, who held like records for every single country and he didn't recognize Ramachan's record as legitimate. So he says, and I, I can send you the email you can see from there, but basically, yeah, lack of official route root measurement, mm-hmm. suspicious when everyone runs that fast and it's a loop cost. So the, if one, if one loop is, if the loop is shot by a bit, right, is multiplied by five. Yeah. That, that was the that was the main problem. I mean, like, so I asked Singapore athletes, like, are we sure that this is the record or not? Like, I, I like, what happens if if it's shot by one k? Fine, that's why we get this result. I mean, you look at you, if you look at Ramachan's other results, he's run two twenty eight in Berlin. He's run two twenty nine in London, something like this. Was it two twenty nine in Berlin, two twenty eight London? Uh, one of the two lah. Um, those are accredited European marathons. And in the best weather in the world, Berlin has the best weather in the world, and they run 228 there. So how can you run 228 in the best, like the most ideal conditions? And you come to Thailand, you run four minutes faster. I mean, like, you know, like, 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 like you know, it's like running IBBT in camp, then they tell you it's 2.4, but you're not sure whether it's really 2.4, right? So it's one of those things. Yeah, but, but yeah, like they, I was just like, Hey, then it, maybe this one is 1K shot. Then if the race is 5K shot and the record is 213, are you going to blindly accept that as the record? I mean, like, because it happened so many years ago, like the current batch of SA administrators also like a bit, don't know how to like overthrow a result from 20 yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah. They were like, I really, you just go and run faster than it. I just go and break it. Like. I'm like, oh, you talk very easy. Like. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like I, I always knew that personally, Ramachan never held the national record at 224. Maybe his 228 was the national record, but when Mock ran 226, that should have been the national record. Mm. And when I ran 224, that should have been the national record. But I mean, we can kind of put the whole discussion aside because I ran 223 in Korea. And for me, that is, it was really important to get that because I really wanted to set the record book straight. And so, yeah, after, after I ran 223 for the marathon, COVID hit, so I kind of moved back down and started running like shorter distances and... I was able to run the 5,000 meter national record this year. All mark was set by mark in Japan. So I was running it here. I really wanted to prove that you could set a distance record here in Singapore, despite the heat and humidity. So that was an extra motivation for me to, I mean, like you can tell by now, I get a lot of satisfaction out of proving people that difficult things can be done. Yeah. So that was a motivation for wanting to break a national record here in Singapore. Yeah. So I yeah, broke a disputed yeah. record in the marathon and came back and broke a national record in Singapore. Like, Obviously, doing things the hard way <laughs> comes with comes with greatness. <laughs> cool, yeah. It's true. I mean, you want to you want to be at the top. You want to contend for these things. Um, there's definitely these uh, side events that that will happen. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know. So, um, yeah, it's just. 
I mean, right now we, I, I, I mean, I wasn't the only one who was disputing Ramachandran's record. There were a lot of people disputing, but you know, sometimes people dispute it. They won't go and put it online. They will mm. dispute, they will say among themselves. Mm. But for me, I mean, you know me, like, you know, like if, if I don't believe something, I put it out there and then uh, open myself up to support and attack, if if you will. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, in that case, when the people who were attacking me, they they didn't really provide anything constructive. They were just like, ah, oh, yeah, you're just jealous. Just go and break his record. But they didn't really offer. Uh, why I said was there is no evidence to show that this cost was actually forty two point one nine five k, and no one provided evidence of that. All they did was try and attack my character for pointing it out. So yeah, I mean, eventually, uh, being able to run to twenty three and put an end to the whole discussion. And I mean, not it's not really the way I would wanted it resolved. I would have wanted a proper investigation and show that you know that cause was either forty two point one nine five forty two point one nine five km or not. Yeah, but no, no one's gonna do that, like. <laughs> yeah, at least it, I mean, at least it sets the record straight, like, whether it is or it's not. Exactly. And then you know, it's not about which keyboard warrior is louder or or, or who is yeah. makes the most noise on Facebook. But at the end of the day, it's about the stats and data, right? And yeah, um, and, and you're talking about stats and data, so. Right now, you look at the the, the records from five thousand meters to marathon. It's like they are all held by me, and I'm not saying that everyone who breaks the national record in marathon should be able to break the records at the shorter distances. But it, it kind of like you know, you study sports science. It's kind of one and the other, right? If I can break the record at five k, then I would likely be able to challenge the record at ten k because my VO two max and my endurance is going to be yeah. at a kind of level. Yeah. If I can break the record at half marathon, I have a chance at breaking it at the marathon because my endurance is that kind of level. But if I break them, if I have the marathon record and I'm nowhere close at half marathon, 10K and 5K, it's a bit weird. It's like, how come such a big outlier? And that was really the case with regards to Ramachan's marathon time. So, I mean, that was what, I mean, that was also a a cause for suspicion for me. Yeah. But you know, like, no, Ramachan had a great career. I'm sure he fifth place at the Sea Games is better than what a lot of us have done. So full respect to getting fifth at the Sea Games. I just this this whole thing about him having the record for 24 years is not something that you're ever going to convince me that he actually like. Only there was social media back then you can track back. Like Facebook well, memories were well, the thing. I was like, does anyone have a route map or what? You give me the route map, I'll fly to Chiang Mai and I'll measure it for you. You know. But no one has the root map. You don't even have the root map. Don't have any data to show that Correct. it's actually a, yeah. a legitimate cause. Yeah, so it was just like one of those things. But and then when I raised it, I was still working at Sport Singapore. So like, you know lah, uh, <laughs> Sport Singapore. I think Tobun uh, E, who was former army colonel, he 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 was like basically what he told me was you no, know, like not worth fighting this battle. Lah. He was like, what do you expect people to do? You expect people to go and like measure the cost, man. You expect people to do this and that, man. Like, you know, like, and then he was like, no, lah, no, lah. don't, 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 I like, don't, don't stoke the fire. Like, no, like, no, lah, don't, lah. But, yeah, to me, it, to me, it was like, I, I guess he's not from athletics, so he'd rather this not be an issue. But for me, it's like, you know, I believe in the integrity of the sport. I believe that results when, when they are set should be according to the rules. He cannot, you cannot just run one random course and then like, oh, say, and then and say it's 42K and then set a record. Well, I mean, like, that's nonsense. Mm. Um, yeah, and then if your excuse is, oh, you're so many years ago, therefore, like, close one eye. It's like, no, then then you should have two, you should have two sets of records. One is like, before people started taking the root measurements yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the other one is after we started taking root measurements seriously, you cannot just... Which they, they do, right? They do have uh, some records that are like that, like electronic timing onwards or something like that. Correct, correct. Yeah. Exactly, they do. Yeah. So you have hand time, electronic time. Yeah. To me, this is... A, this is yeah, this deserves its own set of category as well. Yeah. So I'll, so at one point, like I was very clear when I posted on social media, I was like, what I said is on, is a record for IAAF measured causes. Mm-hmm. There's another run on like non IWF measured causes. Yeah. And that's Ramachan's times. Yeah. So mm. you know, yeah, it, I would say that what I was doing, I was doing it the hard way. Like it's very easy for everyone else just to say, say, Oh yeah, no, well done Ramachan. Like, no, yeah, yeah, your, your, your record, da, da, da. but yeah, la, I mean, when I don't, when I didn't believe in it, there was no way I was going to agree with that being the record. La. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I think, I think that's you lah. I think that's the that's the way you are you are built and you stand for yeah. what is right, what you think is right, and and you, if people can, I mean, 
like you said, I think you said it many, many times. If people can come and justify the facts, if they come and show you the evidence, then okay, so be it. Yeah. But the problem is nobody or yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. has come up. <laughs> that is the issue, right? Um, just like this uh 2.47 minute thing. If somebody can show me some data or show me some information, I will keep quiet. Yeah. But yeah. all this is all comments on Facebook and on social media and whatever nonsense. Anyway, I, I don't want to get into that because there's another never <laughs> But no, I, I want to ask you like personally, like so you uh, you got any plans? I know that currently you are you're focusing on qualifying for the Asian Games, correct? Correct, correct. Yeah, so uh, that is the 10K. This is the 10,000 meters, yes. Okay. So um, it's going to be 30th October is when I'm racing the 10K, the national championships. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, 10K is actually very hard to run in Singapore, like very hot and humid, but I believe I have what it takes to script under the, the qualifying mark. Mm. Uh, 31 minutes and 44 seconds. I Earlier this year, I ran 31.57, which is the is the only time that a Singaporean runner has run sub-32 in Singapore. 31.57 is the record? No, no. Oh, no. My, my record was 31.15. So ah. that was set in Oregon in okay, seven, okay. Year, seven years ago. So I ran okay. 31.57 earlier this year. It was okay. actually one week after that sub-7, 2.4. Mm. But... I mean, I wasn't very happy with it. Like, I thought I could go faster, but it was also the first time any Singaporean has run sub 32 in Singapore. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I really felt the difference. Like, it was very hot that evening and like, I was running alone for most of it. So pace yeah. kind of deteriorated in like case seven and eight or something. And then I managed to pick it up again, but um, a bit too little too late. So this time I'm going to have to like, you know, like stay focused and run a lot more consistent and then like pick it up at the end to, to, to dip under the Asian Games qualifying mark. Yeah. Mm. Apart from apart from qualifying for the Asian Games, what are some of your like shorter term goals? Um, another well, Sea Games gold medal or? Uh, well, <laughs> who knows when the next Sea Games is gonna happen? Uh, I I personally don't think the Sea Games is gonna happen lah because um Vietnam's vaccination rate is not very high and then um you know for me health public health will take precedence over sports any day of the week so. Yeah, if if seems is if Vietnam is not ready to host the Sea Games, let's not like rush them into it. Let's just work on the next big thing. I think I, I there's the Asian Indoor Championships in February in Kazakhstan. So that's something I've been selected for. I'll go over and try and break the indoor records at three k and five k. Okay. Sorry, three three k and one thousand five hundred meters. There's no five k. Okay. Um, so that's what's happening in February. Are you going alone or? I'm going with a with a team lah. So uh, the team hasn't been announced yet, but. Once it's announced, on you, you can see the full list of runners. What what's happening is that um, this wasn't on the on the plan for SAA. So I think that funding wise, they were saying that if you go, you have to pay for your own flight and accommodation. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was what was kind of getting in the way of people saying yes right away. If not, a national team, of course, people will say most people will say yes right away lah. Now it's a bit more tricky lah with the COVID situation. So um, I think the you have to get quarantined if you come back. So people are kind of thinking about that. Um, but, you know, in, in a sense, I don't really fault SA for not having resources for this because I, 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 from what I heard, the budget has been cut by Sport Singapore. Like Sport Singapore cut the budget going to NSA because they're like, oh, this year travel, I think there's lesser travel or whatever the reason is. So most NSAs have had their competition and travel budget cut. Mm. So, and the easy way for SA to do it is, oh, we got no money, therefore no one goes. But it's kind of a compromise where, okay, we're opening it up to everyone yeah, yeah. who has qualified. If you want to go, you can go. We will sanction you and da da da, da But you have to pay like X amount of money by yourself. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Okay. Yeah. So there's that, then the Asian Games and... There's a, there's a Commonwealth Games next year also. If I qualify for that, you have to be through the marathon. Okay. Um, get a shot. Um, uh, well, I, I guess one interesting thing is that I just enrolled in law school. I don't know what I told you. But uh, I might... I heard it on the Yellabad podcast. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, my third week of law school. So Third um, week only? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, my notes, how, and, notes and everything are here. How do you have... How do you have time to to train like almost full time and then to go into law school and then, I mean it's really and, and, then I'm, and then I'm working also I'm working I'm doing I'm doing business development and sales for the smart local so how do I you're, have, still, I, still, you're, you're back at the smart local now I, I was been with them I never left oh, I thought I, you I, left okay okay no I went freelance this ah, year so okay. yeah so I was working like at my own time and my own convenience rather than like being in the office like. wow okay but 
uh, how to have time. Sometimes I also ask myself, uh, especially when my law lecturer is like, okay, I think for this class, you will have 80 pages to read per week. And I'm like, what the F? 80 pages? That's like four minutes per page. I did the math. It's like five hours of reading a week. You have to turn them on the audiobooks and listen when you run. <laughs> I, I would love that. I would love that. What I'm doing is that sometimes lectures clash with training, right? So oh. I'll bring my phone and my and my yeah, 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 Zoom yeah, yeah. and then yeah, training, yeah. I turn off my video and then when I'm warming, I'm listening. <laughs> but then when the workout starts proper, I have to like, okay, la, and the rest self-study. Okay, la, right, yeah. So obviously, I'm not going to be the top student in, in UCL, la, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll get by in one way or the other. Is there, is there a reason why you are taking up and, and, and I mean, this is an additional law degree at this stage. Uh, it's something I wanted to do when I was in JC, but my NUS seniors uh, cautioned against it if I wanted to do well in yeah, okay. if I wanted to do well in sports. Mm. And I'm and like I'm glad they did because like obviously I don't regret like uh going to study business and like being able to juggle sports on the side. And you know, I've worked for five years with a business degree and I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I think through the COVID pandemic it, and it does it did shake up my it did shake up my my goals in life a little bit like wanted to reorganize you know like i wasn't sure whether i was going to be running again um because mm. you know like a lot of things got cancelled um last year was my last year of contract with a6 actually um and then my my contract with under armor only came in this year so i wasn't sure whether i was going to be like you know still contracted to perform as a professional athlete but you know, when the opportunity came in, my interest in the sport came back. Then I realized that, you know, going to London actually from January onwards is going to be nice because I can actually race in England. I can train and race in England. I'm going to race. I'm going to be racing rather than trying to set national records here by myself. I'm going to be surrounded by 10, 20 guys who are running exactly the same pace. Hang mm. on for dear life with them and let them pull me along rather than here I'm pulling guys along. So I saw it as a plus for my running. I saw it as a plus for my future career um i mean no matter what i do in the future having a law degree is not gonna hurt mm, <laughs> Put it this way. yeah yeah um like obviously having been having observed and having been involved in some of these legal proceedings uh myself made me realize that you know we did we do live in a very litigious society in singapore i mean like dispute only people can sue at yeah. any point of time so it's good to be be aware la, at least be yeah. armed with a yeah. bit of like knowledge of my own um I, I think that there are many ways of getting your point across. Some ways could potentially open up an opportunity for people to attack you with a lawyer and some and other ways will not. So like having this knowledge obviously would help uh, in, in the future. But no matter what I do, business, sports, um, could be could be setting up my own company, whatever it might be. Yeah. So awesome. yeah, I think that's something. And I'm, enjoy- I'm really enjoying it. Like... Like I, I do moan about the 80 pages of reading per class. There's four classes. So there's 300 pages of reading per week. But, <laughs> you know, I think if you en- if you enjoy what you do, yeah. uh, we'll get through it lah, one way or the other. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not the typical Singaporean law student where it's like, oh, everything must do 100% must get A. You know, like for me, I'm just going to do what it takes to, to get through, get my degree. Uh, Bs are okay. Cs are fine. You no, know, like I'm not going to fail a class. Like you really have to like not try to fail, I think. Uh, so... I, I think I'll be fine. Lah. Okay. Yeah, and then awesome. I'm still balancing work and training on top of that. So yeah, yeah that's, that's the, re- I mean, my, I'll, I'm looking at life holistically and not just like, you know, whether or not I get A's in school. Oh, it's awesome, man. I, I don't think many will have this kind of perspective or this kind of drive to, to, you know, keep the chase for education, personal development, uh, your career, as well as running. Um, Wow, if we can take these values to a lot of the younger folks out there, I tell you, it will make a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I, I do think that you no know, sports is fantastic for that because, you know, if I didn't have sports in school, then w- would my identity be defined by what grade I get on my exam papers? Mm. We don't really want that also, like, you know. We yeah. don't want our kids to go through that kind of pressure. And, you know, I think running offered, like, you know, when when... I mean, touch wood, if I didn't do well in school, there was running to fall back on. If I didn't do well in running, you know, I, I mean, it's not, not the end of the world. You can go back to school. I mean, like focus on your classes. So it provides holistic perspective. It provides like, you know, ways to develop all around as a person. And yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, like how bad of a situation are we? If we can be in school, we have a job and we are doing sports. Like there are a lot of people who are in worse off situations. Like. Yeah. Don't, don't think too much and be overwhelmed is what I feel. Um, like it's like really like 
it, I would say after being in sports, after having had to perform at the SEA Games with the expectation of thousands or tens or hundreds of thousands of people, like, like focusing on me for a marathon and like running to a stadium neck to neck with a Thai guy, like surrounded by thousands of Singaporeans, like watching your every move. After you do that, like going to law school doesn't feel all that intimidating. Like I've performed yeah. in high pressure environments. Like I would like to, law school can be a high pressure environment, but I also think that, you know, end of the day I'm doing this because I want to do it. Like I, I have seen certain people like kind of abuse legal processes because they are rich or whatever. And I do want to have the means to defend people who are less privileged and who feel who, who might be bullied. Um, and you know, this is my interest and I, and like, I actually like being inside a courtroom. <laughs> I like, I like like the, the battles, the, the debates, uh, being able to elucidate the truth, um, on the stand from, from someone else. I think all these are some things that really appeal to me. So like, I think that's what really set my set my mind on wanting to do this in the future. And I, I think that I can be decent at it. Um, I've made a lot of like lawyer friends uh, over the last couple of years. And I think that they were very supportive and encouraging and I learned a lot from them. So yeah, if it ever comes down to it and I need help in my legal career, I'm sure I can fall back on some of these guys. Oh, awesome. Okay, Manuel, uh, I, I, we, we're almost out of time. I, I just have one last question. Um, now, uh, with your with your all your achievements and your sporting journey and, and all the lessons that you've learned, right? What would you say to to any aspiring young athletes um, coming out of school, considering whether to to take on uh, sport full time or or considering to put more effort into sport in Singapore? What would you say to them? Well, that's a that's, that's a very General question because you know, yeah. like I'm obviously I can't comment on every single spot in yeah. Singapore. Yeah. Um well let's start with, let's start with team sports. In a team sport, you're never gonna be able to succeed by yourself. So like I would say that if you want to like go full let's say you're a rugby player and you want to go full time into rugby, you might want to choose an environment that 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 you have a future in. Like, okay, like not to say Singapore rugby, no future, but I mean, we know what it's like. Like if you need 15 people to commit to full time, I mean, you want to succeed as a team, you need all 15 or 20 of you to commit full time. And Singapore is so hard to get one person to commit full time, right? Like what it's a chance true. is that? It's true, it's true. Really. Yeah. We've been talking about football, getting our football team to the World Cup for years. We're not, we have not come close. Um, so let's be realistic. Let's be realistic, really. Like I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna paint a rosy picture for you and say, you know, like oh, no matter what, just chase your dreams. Because at the end of the day, you give up everything for a sport and it doesn't work out. I don't want you to come and say, hey, Ryong asked me to 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 give up everything for sports. Like that's not my message. I would say in an individual sport is a little bit more. You have a bit more control, okay? Yeah. Especially if you do a high-profile individual sport. Um, I think marathon running is an avenue. In, in I mean track and field yes but marathon running more so because marathon running like especially last time with Stan Chart Marathon and all this like there's an avenue for you to perform like you know I want to create this 2.4k challenge into something that if you are a very good 2.4k runner you can become somewhat of a personality through like running a fast 2.4km and like of course like you have to be smart at marketing also like, and like um, really if you're not the world's best you need to be smart at marketing yourself because you're the world's best brands mar- do the marketing for you Kipchoge he doesn't have to do anything like Nike does a lot of stuff for him his team does a lot of stuff for him he's a PR team but if not you have to create your own narrative like no why should people support you like what do you, what values do you stand for um, um, what's your story you know and like being able to do these things will help you to market yourself better as an athlete to to attract sponsors to back you and make a living through the sport because let's be honest as an athlete you running well doesn't get you paid yeah, unless you win some prize money but like you running well in general doesn't get you paid you being useful as a marketing tool for brands is what gets you paid Under Armour signs me because they believe that through signing Rayong they, their marketing dollars will convert into sales because people see what I wear and hopefully they're inspired they identify what I do and they buy Under Armour shoes um, Pokari Sweat sponsors me and that is also because if the people see that if I'm drinking Bulgari sweat and, and I perform, they also feel like 
they can drink Bukhari Sweat and they, and they will help their performance. So yeah, it comes down to <laughs> your ability to sell uh, products. Put it, I mean, put it very frankly, you're a marketing tool. Lah. Yeah, so just, just be cognizant of that fact and go into it with your eyes open. And, and we can definitely set up another another session to talk like specifically about these things. I'm not going to come, I'm not going to like sit here and brag that I'm the best marketer in Singapore or whatever nonsense, lah. but I think I've done not bad. So I can offer some insights as to what it takes. And and it, it takes a certain personality. If you're not, if you're not confident of being out there and like, and like exposing a bit of your life to the public, um, to, to, to get, the attention that you need to launch a career, then maybe look for something else, you know, like being in the public spotlight and being an athlete is not for everyone. Um, unless you, unless you are, your parents are damn rich and, or you have a private donor who, who likes you so much that he just pays you and then you don't have to post anything or you don't have to do anything. You just run. Lah. Yeah. So yeah, I think there are just so many factors that go into it. But at the end of the day, you don't have to do sports full time. You know, like I, I do believe that in Singapore, we are at the level where, like for many years, I didn't do sports full time until this year. But mm. even when I was studying or when I was uh, working, I was still able to be the top guy in Singapore and like be the top guy at the Sea Games because you know comes down to time management, lah. Comes down to time management and your desire to make it work. Like if you're if you are if you your if your desire to make it work is there, like I was waking up five thirty in the morning to train before reporting to work at Sports Singapore. Uh, and even then, sometimes I was late <laughs> because, because, you know, it's just training does take a, take a long while sometimes. Uh, but you know, it was just, you got to make it work lah, somehow. And if there's a will, there's a way, don't be afraid, uh, to try, don't be afraid to fail and chase your dreams, but don't, don't give up everything in life just to chase a dream. If you know that it's not sustainable. Yeah. There's always a way to balance and make it work. Awesome, man. All right, Memory Young. Uh, thanks, thanks for the session. Uh, it was, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, we can catch up soon. Uh, hopefully, when you maybe after you qualify for your Asian Games, I wish you all the best. <laughs> we'll do and, the next uh, one in your. We'll do the next one in your studio or something. Okay, like. okay, yeah, face to face, face to face. Okay. Yeah. So, um, to all the listeners out there, I think you, it, when if you have found value in what we have talked about today, what he what Ryong has shared, uh, then we have done our job. I hope he inspires some of you. And uh, yeah, that's it for us. Thanks, Sydney. All right. I'm going to go for my run now. All right. Enjoy. Have a good training session. Thanks, Rio. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.